Hi, this is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo in the Howling, and you're listening to The Horror Squad. Squad podcast tonight. We're talking about two things: The Shining from 1980 and the miniseries from 1997. Before we get started, though, I have a giant box of stuff. It's got like 14 or so Blu-rays and DVDs, mostly horror. It's got a bunch of horror comics in there, random figures, stickers. It's got this cool Aliens trading card pack, um, which I had never seen before. Before it's pretty cool, and it's got a horror movie director signature. Um, I don't know if I should tell what it is. It's pretty good. You might want think? to. I, I feel like more people will enter. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, for the fans of Saw, it's the director James Wan on a DVD insert that's like perfect for like an eight by ten frame. So signed by James Wan, you get that as well as well as a, a bunch of random goodies. So all you have to do is go to what whatever like app you're using, whether it's Podcast Addict, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Leave us a review. You have till July 1st, and we will take all those entries, put them in a box or whatever, shake it up, and draw your name, and I'll send it to you. So we appreciate your support, as always. If you want a bunch of free stuff, do that for us, please. Um, Todd, where did you get the James Wan autograph from? I got it from a collector that was going through some rough times, and I bought it from him. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I got actually a couple good things from him, too. I got a um, Gunnar Hansen one. Um, and before I bought them, I compared them to like the, you know how they have like the signature list for like on the, um, legit sites, like so you compare, I did that. So I know they're for real, but, um, yeah, I just need room and, um, probably going to move soon. So I'm getting rid of a bunch of stuff. So there you go. Don't move Todd. Oh, shush. I feel like you're moving away from us. Um, yeah, it's true. I'm moving farther away from Steve, though, if you want to put it into a... Okay, just as long as he's more upset about it than I am, that makes me feel better. I don't think Steve gets upset at all. <laughs> it's, yeah. Steve. Really, Steve? The Canadian uh, mentality, I think. You only get fired up when you talk about things that aren't Canadian, like Canadian bacon and <laughs> oh my God. maple syrup and a boot. No such thing as Canadian bacon. <laughs> There's no such thing. <laughs> Oh, really? there, definitely is a, there definitely is a boot, though. I've heard a boot before. Really? Unless like, it's like made outside of, of of Canada, like some like not on a TV show making fun <laughs> well, of Canadians. Well, no. If you're being technical, no. <laughs> right. But, I've never heard it. I've been across Canada. I've never once heard a person actually say a boot. Not well, maybe once. it's <laughs> something you don't hear because you hear it all the time. No, I. Okay, I, you don't hear your regional like. Um, if you're like from the south, you don't realize you have a south accent. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. A boot. <laughs> it's possible. I've I've never heard it. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, you heard Steve. You heard Joe. I think uh, pipe in, and Sam's here as well as well as myself, Todd. Like I said, we're talking about the two shinings. And um, yeah, how you guys been doing? Good. I'm good. I'm ready for my haircut. Finally, after three months in quarantine. <laughs> I'm surprised Sam doesn't do that for you. You know what? You're right. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Cutting men's hair's like never been my favorite. She said she's gonna trim my beard for me though after I get my hair cut, so I'll take it. Yeah. You should do a big Hannah Bar mustache. 
I'm, I'm thinking of doing like a CHP Highway Patrol style mustache myself. Oh. Because I think it, it's perfect timing to try it out because I have to wear a mask at work, so no one's going to tell like look at me if it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can try it out. No one will know, and I can grow it back. So I think I, I might. Like- I might do the twirly mustache. God. <laughs> twirly Only mustache. Only if you like twirl it. <laughs> Steve's quiet. Yeah. What are you doing, Steve? Yeah. Now, I'm just going to ask. So, do you guys go to, like, regular barbers? Just, like, regular dude that cuts your hair? Because the barber next to my house, which I never go to. I'm a bald man, so I never have to. But uh, when you walk in, they Cut give you, like, a scotch or, uh, like, a man's drink. And oh. they put you in a comfy chair, and they're playing sports, and it's like more of a like a bro atmosphere in there than oh. I guess a regular haircut. It's almost like in the office when um, uh, the new manager comes in there. Uh, Will Ferrell comes in, you know, it's like a whole like thing. Dickers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's I don't know. If it's it's interesting. So you guys just go to like regular barbers? Yeah, mine's nothing fancy. I think cuts. it's not. I think men actually like that though, Steve. Yeah, I think so too. It's a, I, I know, just being handed like a scotch and you feel cool. already like more comfortable. Um, that would be kind of cool, yeah. 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 But, it's probably expensive yeah, though. <laughs> like a hot towel the on the neck. I think well, it's forty bucks. My barbershop does that. Yeah, my barbershop does the hot towels yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's forty bucks Canadian, which is like thirty dollars American. It's not too bad. Including that? the drink, the first drink, the the, oh. the rest you have to pay for. Honestly, I don't go to any kind of barbershop. I don't really like the forced dialogue, if that makes sense. Like when people yeah. want to talk to you about stuff. I'm yeah. just like, okay, no, See, my barber no. stays pretty quiet, which I like. I, yeah, I just like to like be quiet and just kind of. Yeah. Sometimes I'll shut my eyes and like fall asleep <laughs> while they're cutting my hair. <laughs> but I, I, it was when I was a teenager, like coming of age, though, when you had the attractive uh, haircut lady and she would have to <laughs> lean in and. My guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've been there. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I don't because I my barber was an old Italian man. You, an old you Italian see, man? I mean, I guess if that's your thing. You, see some of the you, you know, you know he did, he did have, though? Really? I think that's why I hate cutting men's hair, because I'm like, are they yep. smelling me right now? Oh, they I mean, are. Yeah, the guy, the guys, well, you're a very attractive young woman, so... That's very kind of you. I'd be sniffing you too. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, would be like, uh, Joe would be trying to gather like a hair follicle and take it home. <laughs> oh my gosh. Real quick, I had a friend who she, uh, when I was doing hair, she had me cut her hair and her husband and her kids' hair, but she felt really guilty for leaving her last hairdresser. But she always talked about how weird it was because she would go see her and this lady, like, she was just full of self-hatred like I guess she would always punch herself in the stomach and talk about like how overweight she was and like it just made her husband really uncomfortable and I was like that sounds awful like I felt so bad for the lady and my friend's like no Sam she'll punch her stomach and be like I'm so fat look at this (laughs) and I'm like okay that's a little like wow that's sad I know Jeez. But then they felt so bad that they, like, kept going back to her. But they, like, hated every time she cut their hair. Mm. I know. 
It's a good role model for the kids to see. I know. So if you're out there, don't don't be punching yourself, okay? Wow. Maybe she's listening we to the podcast you. now and you just brought back all those memories and now she's punching herself in the stone. No. <laughs> it was me. No, I'm <laughs> There's a way out though. I mean get a go get a Planet Fitness membership or something and go <laughs> yeah. get, in, get in after it. They just opened our gym back up, so I told Sam, I was like, I need a week to mentally prepare to go back, so <laughs> I'll yeah, go back on Monday. They did ours, too, but I haven't been back because they do the social distance enforcement thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wait in line, you know? Yeah, yeah. they said we, you have to wear masks at all times. So yeah, how can you do that on a bike? like working out with a mask on. Yeah, terrible. I'll give it a whirl though, see how it is. I mean, we're it, it's we have one right at our apartment complex, so literally like only a few, like two or three people use it at a time. So that's cool. Sam shaking yeah. her head. I guess she didn't want me to divulge that information. Now she knows. Now she's like, now people are gonna know where we live. They're gonna stalk us. <laughs> Let's see, Salem apartments with a gym. <laughs> Let me Google this. Way to go, Joe. <laughs> with a potential crack den outside. Got it. Anyway, we're a horror movie podcast for all the new listeners out there. So, Steve, we're gonna get some. some, All right, let's get into some questions. Uh, So we got quite a few questions this week. So thank you very much for that. You can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast or by email thehorrorsquadpodcast at gmail dot com. The first one comes to us from Kayla. She says, "Pick three of your favorite actors. Cast them as characters in a horror film. Who's the killer?" Who's the victim and who survives? Okay, so victim, killer, survivor. It's gonna yeah. take me a second. Three favorite okay. actors. Um, okay, I'll start. Um, th- all right, can it be anyone? Like, people dead or living? Like, uh, in- she didn't say so. Anyone? She did say it doesn't have to be horror actors. So just anyone's fine. Mm, nice. Right. Well, I'm gonna go Willem Dafoe for my villain. Because I feel like he would play a great villain. I mean, he did already, right? Green Goblin, I believe, in Spider-Man. And he just God has that look. Spider-Man. <laughs> and he just has that creepy villain look to him. So I feel yeah. like he could be he could play a really good like killer or something. So I'll go on the vote for that. And then where were the other two roles? Killer, killer. victim, uh, survivor. And survivor. Victim, survivor. Okay. Uh, victim, I will go... Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of famous actors in horror movies, did you ever see that movie with Keanu Reeves as a serial killer? What? No. Yeah, yeah, I did a long time. It's like from the 90s, right? Or early 2000s. Yeah, where he has like a dance scene. It's really weird. Yeah. I, I can't remember the title, though. Yeah, me either. I felt like it was like something, The Watcher? Is that what it is? It sounds like it might be. Let me look it up. But um, I'm throwing Tom Cruise in a horror movie. I know Tom gets Ooh. a lot of heat. But I love the act. Like, I, as an actor, he's fucking great, in my opinion. So, Tom, as a survivor, because he does great running scenes in movies, so he's got to run away from a killer towards the camera. Awesome. Awesome. Um, killer. Who would be a good killer? Let's do Will, uh, Will Ferrell doing, like, a serious role. Mm, I'm just okay. throwing it out there. Um, let's see. Survivor. Damn, who would be a good Survivor. This is hard. It is hard. It's super hard. I just thought of Jim Carrey because I don't know if you guys have seen that deep fake with him playing Jack Torrance. Oh, so good. And it was yeah. like, it looks so cool. <laughs> Did you ever watch the number 23 with him? 
I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. a long time ago. It's been a while. I remember liking it though, for the most part. Yeah. Not another favorite. Let's let's throw Tom Hanks in there. Let's get another Tom in there. <laughs> wow. Nice. Let's do two Toms. Two Toms. Um, for me, uh, the killer, I would make Samara Weaving because I think she's amazing, and we're really lacking in like female slashers. So I think that, that would be really cool. Uh, my victim would be Florence Pugh, just because I like her and mm-hmm. I want her in my movie. And my survivor would be Lupita Nyong'o, uh, just because she's, she's amazing. So. Good one. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I'll take Steve's group, and I'll also add Margot Robbie. Ooh, because we watched Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's so good in that. Yeah. Have you that could be good because uh, her acting weaving looks so alike. That... Exactly, they could do like, yep. I can't believe you didn't throw yeah. Shia in there. Your well, boyfriend. I was going to too, but I was like, <laughs> let me stick to women. But yeah, Shia LaBeouf and Ryan Gosling. Mm. Okay, you know who I'm gonna throw in for my survivor? Elizabeth Moss. Ooh. That's who I'll throw in nice. there. Yeah, she's a great actress. She's a great actress. Yeah. yeah. Did you say then, The Watcher for Keanu Reeves, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, you got it. It also had James Spader in it. I don't remember him. Oh, and Mercy, oh, Mercy nice. Tomei, too. I haven't seen that movie yeah. forever. So. And Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters. Uh, Taylor. Yeah, she's great, or too. Or Sophia Lillis. <laughs> I don't like Sophia Lillis <laughs> that much. Yeah, you do. I'll give, I'll Why give... is she the wallpaper on your phone? <laughs> I'll give Anya Taylor my uh, victim, then, to round out. Awesome. All right. Uh, so thank you, Kayla, for the question. Moving on to our buddy, Eric S. Uh, another casting question. Recast The Shining using modern day actors. Jack, Wendy, Danny, and Halloran. Oh, man. I'll go first since I wrote him down before <laughs> with the show. Uh, Jack is actually the one I had the most trouble with. But like you said before, uh, Joe... Yeah, I'd like to see Jim Carrey go <laughs> go Jack because of that deep fake. I don't know. I think he could do a really good job at it. Uh, Wendy, I would go Emily Blunt. I think mm. she plays like um, a very good, like scared person. Uh, I think she, but also strong at the same time. Unlike you know Wendy from the movie, she'd be more like Wendy from the TV show, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, Danny, I mean, you know, it doesn't really matter, I guess, for the kids. My favorite child actor is actually an actress, so I'm just going to gender reverse it and say Kaylee Fleming, who plays uh, Judith in The Walking Dead and in Creepshow. Uh, so why not for that character? And Halloran, I'd go Jordan Peele because I'd want Jordan Peele to direct this movie. So it would be a Jordan Peele Shining adaptation, and he would play Halloran as well. Interesting. Dick Halloran. What about Idris Elba as Halloran? Oh, he'd be good. I think he's I think he's too manly for it. What? Too manly, yeah. Yeah. I could see it. You gotta go with someone a little bit more frail looking. I think. Frail. You know who I'm gonna go? It's my movie, Todd. <laughs> well, I'm greenlighting it, Sam. <laughs> this could be a terrible choice, but for uh, Jack, I'm gonna go Tom Cruise. Because we've seen him play crazy before. And I think he, like, and he has that look of just, like, a normal guy. And I think you could really show him, like, he could really, like, act going into crazy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go Tom Cruise for Jack. For Wendy, I'm going to go, I'm kind of cheating on this one. But I'm going to go Alex Esso, who played her in uh, Doctor Sleep. 
because she was amazing. Mm. And I think she would kill it in like like a full length remake. Um, like you said, Danny doesn't matter, but I guess I'll throw that the kid from uh, the Prodigy and It in yeah. there, Robert Jackson Scott. And uh, for Dick, well, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. Come back to me if anyone else has anything. I'll I'll think on Dick. <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> have you seen Vanilla Sky? I have. Yeah, that's yep. Tom Cruise. Yeah, he was pretty wonky in that. Yep. Seen what, Todd? Vanilla, Vanilla Sky. Penelope. And uh, great. And Kubrick, he did Kubrick movie too, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Which was he did. Great. Um, that just reminded me. I feel like Nicole Kidman would be a good Wendy mm. because uh, I had watched what was that show? Big Little. Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies, and she was in like a, I don't know, a fucked up relationship to where I could see her as Wendy. Okay, I got. I would love Ace Ventura to play it because that deep fake. Plus, he's a really good actor in his serious roles too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm throwing out Dina Meyer, Starship Troopers, the Saw movies. I think she'd be good Wendy. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a kid actor in mind for Danny, but Dick Halloran, I'd probably do. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. Cause I don't know if I, I want to go super old or younger with it. Yeah. Like Morgan Freeman would be kind of a good one. Morgan, yeah, I, yeah, that would be good. I, all right, I got one. Denzel Washington. <laughs> this ain't no hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't have to keep to the the race and sex thing though, huh? Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, yeah Steve Steve gender uh, role did change yeah. Danny, so I guess you could. Hell. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could even do a, a black Jack too. I guess if you wanted. Yeah. Who would play who? Yeah. Ooh, you know what? Not a, I mean, back to being a white actor, but John Bernthal from uh, Walking Dead and Punisher, I think he might be good because he yeah. goes fucking crazy. Mm. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah. Is he, nice, he nice Shane in Walking Dead? Yeah, yeah he's Shane. Yeah, super nice guy in person. Like, I couldn't believe how nice he was. I was almost like nervous to meet him because he's such a crazy <laughs> character. To kick your ass. <laughs> but he was such a fucking nice guy in person that. Uh... Uh, what about. Robert England as Dick Halloran. Shut up. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, wonder, I wonder how Ewan McGregor would do in a crazy role like that. Be interesting, yeah. As a uh, as Jack, because yeah, that guy's yeah, good. Yeah, I can see it. But whatever they do, not the guy that they did in Doctor Sleep, because that was a miscast for sure. Yeah, that was uh, Henry yeah. Henry Thomas. Is that his name, Henry Thomas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the one. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam, did you answer, or do you want to answer? I don't know. Did I? I feel like I kind of. I thought did. you threw in. Yeah, you yeah. Right. Nicole Kidman, Wendy. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, all right. Moving on. He also asked, with an Overlook Hotel series in development, what other King movies do you think have a potential for a series? Ooh. The Long Walk. Excellent book. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, it'd be a better TV show than movie because you can space it out yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah he's asking for a series so it's perfect having a long walk would be a good one cool what about the dark tower yeah that's why i put uh, yeah. the, the dark tower is such a great story and they really kind of fudged it with the movie so and it was in development but it didn't move along so unfortunately we won't get one anytime soon did they fudge it because they tried to st- you know, cram too much or did they just... put like five books into one movie? 
uh, ooh, like the yeah. Hobbit. Yeah, Hobbit's did, did one you, movie did, or one book. Yeah, one book and three movies. This one yeah. did five five books in one movie. Jeez. So, yeah, we need we need a nice middle here. <laughs> it was, you know what though, for for what it was, I thought it wasn't bad. So, uh, I just I love I just held though, so that's a big uh, big plus. He's a good guy in that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. McConaughey's a bad guy. Yep. Yeah. McConaughey plays the Dark Man, and uh, yeah, then plays Roland. And the Stand, I think, would be a good one too. But they're making that, so <laughs> tough to say. Uh, Sam, you got anything? Or um, what about the Carrier? I feel like that's been done. The what? Carrie. Mm-hmm. Carrie. Not for a TV series, but they've yeah. done they've done movies. I could see that be like a good TV series for young adults. I could see that too. Yeah, I'd watch mm-hmm. it. Yeah, for like yeah, a, like a kind of like a not a CW, but right. something a little bit right. I was thinking I was thinking kind of like the one Sophia Lillis is doing that we started watching there. Yeah, like along those lines maybe did, or something. Did you like it? I did. Yeah. Well, we didn't finish it, but like what I had seen. So far, I was enjoying. I don't. Know I don't want to say anything, but finish it, please, because okay. I only watched the first episode. I first think I fell episode, asleep. Yeah. No, I liked what I saw though. It, it's fucking great. Watch it to the end. I'm telling you, it, it pays off bigly, as your president says. <laughs> so, um, all right. So her, his last question: What is one screen use prop that you would want from The Shining besides the axe? Hmm. Danny's little tricycle would be fun. That would be really cool. Yeah. Also, I'm I've always been a fan of his little um, sweater that he wears when he's in the hallway. With the rocket ship. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was mine. Damn. That's really <laughs> cool. Um. Yeah. I mean, those are all great choices. Um. Maybe. Maybe a piece of the carpet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of the icon. There's actually a. Uh, one of the carpets that was up for sale recently. Yeah, I think I sent so, that. Was, I, yeah, I, you I, I sent, sent that to you, Steve. It's yeah. on eBay. Yeah, it's like eighty-five thousand dollars. It's Ooh, right. It's uh, it's it's a full-length carpet though. Uh, of the where it's one of the carpets where Jack uh, types. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, it'd be one of the Grady twins' dresses because the Grady twins really fucking scared me when I was a kid. So to have one of the dresses, I think would be really cool. Or the bear mask. The bear, yeah, I thought about Wendy's that. Wendy's robe. A replica Ooh. is good, yeah, which Wendy's Trick robe. or Treat makes. So. Ooh, what about Wendy's knife? That'd oh. be cool. Oh, that'd, be, that'd be good too. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought about the, the typewriter. I take the door. Too. Oh, the door would be good. Yeah, the door, yeah. Just door, prop yeah. it up in the corner mm-hmm. yeah. with red rum or something. Suppose what about the bathtub? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, supposedly they said like they went through like 85 doors. Yeah, 60, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So th- thank you, uh, Eric, for the questions. Moving on to Aaron. Uh, that's horror with Sir Sturdy, who's been killing it re- recently. So huge shout out to him. He says, "What are your two favorite Stephen King books? Mine are Christine and Pet Cemetery." Actually, never read a Stephen King book. Yeah, I haven't read many. I've only read a couple. Um, with with what people say, I've always wanted to have the patience to read it, and also The Shining. I actually read Under the Dome, which was quite an undertaking. It's a long one. Oh, really? It's a long yeah, it's like two thousand pages. It's like, oh man, it's so long. I, I feel I felt like it was just as long as it. I think it was longer because 
Yeah, man. Well, depending on, I guess, what copy you got, but like the it's, big it's hardcover. A, it's a bigger book. Yeah, it's yeah. a bigger book. I don't think it's a good place to, for people to start on Stephen King, though, personally. Right. It's got a lot <laughs> it's in so it. so long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorites are 11-22-63, JFK one. And, um... Did you watch the series, Todd? Oh, my gosh, I did. It was I so did. good. Mm-hmm. With James Franco, right? Yeah, very good. Very uh, good. So good. Um, let's see. Let me, let me, let me, trying to think. Oh, uh, I'll do a short uh, story, The Running Man. Um, that has it, the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't really do have anything to do with the book, but the short story is really good. However, um, I think it went out of. Steve, you probably know more, but in that one, it had the lead character flying an airplane into a building and blowing it up, so it was kind of a no-no after 9/11. Yeah, I think uh, it's one of the Bachman books. It is, like, yeah. Like that. That's what they call the that's the book. It's called the Bachman books. Yeah. So, but Running Man's super good. Yeah, the movie's good too, though. In its own it right. is. But you're you're right. Yeah. It's not not at all. No. Um, for me, The Stand is my favorite book of all time, so that's easy. And the second one is one that I would urge people to read, and it's Different Seasons, which includes four stories: uh, Rita Hayworth and The Shawshank Redemption, which of course made The Shawshank Redemption, Apt Pupil, which was also made into a really good movie. The Body, which was made into Stand By Me, and The Breathing Method, which I don't think has been made into a film, but uh, I like his short stories, and those four are pretty good, so that would be my answer there. Um, all right, so moving on, we have a question, a couple of questions from Armando, who's known also as Jedi Mind 1207 uh, who me and Joe have beef with, but then we'll talk about <laughs> that in the What Watched. Um, would you rather live in a ha- house haunted by ghosts or a demon? Say ghost. Yeah, ghost. probably yeah. ghost for sure. Yeah, fuck that. I don't want anything to do with demons. I feel like demons can actually hurt you, where like yeah. ghosts can't. So. If it's Casper, it's not really a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can I keep you? True. Or if it's, what if it's a succubus? <laughs> yes, as long as you pay. <laughs> don't they blow you and stuff though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the ghost in Ghostbusters. Like, like oh, those yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I still have to explain that scene to my it's fucking the, son. Uh, the movie. <laughs> he's like, why is he taking off his pants? I'm like, he's she just met she's messing around. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Um, the next one is vampires, werewolf, or zombie. Which would you be and why? Yeah, I'd go vampire, right? You like there there's really nothing bad there's nothing like bad about being a vampire it seems like where's like a werewolf you have to deal with the fucking transformation and uh what was the other one zombie zombie yeah and yeah zombie, zombie just seems like it would suck so i'll go vampire i'd go vampire too yeah but what if you're thinking you're probably thinking of what we do in the shadows though what if you're like monstrous like a monstrous vampire yeah but like, most vampires well... are good like dracula is like hot and sexy and like the vampires and what we do in the shadows are good looking and like Plus, TV, Joe. this is real life vampires <laughs> well we don't think like nosferatu lost, Boy. lost boys are all good looking too all right nosferatu vampire though yeah well yeah that's a little different i guess oh, yeah I'll just put me in my little <laughs> castle and i'll keep to myself yeah there you go <laughs> i think or, i'm a werewolf okay. man if it's like an awful vamp life I guess I would do werewolf because then I could like hang out with dogs and be like, I love you guys. <laughs> I'd go werewolf. I'm going werewolf from uh, I'm thinking Underworld because they're all jacked. 
And I was like, they're just chilling. I'll fucking murder you, dude. (laughs) Vampires are all like dainty and like wearing leather. The vampires are wearing regular jeans, dude. So I'm going, I'm going, (laughs) I'm going lichens on it. Uh, I agree with the rest. (laughs) I think vampire would be the coolest. You get to live for all you. basically forever. The only Turn thing with a vampire is... fly around? Yeah. A bat. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing about a vampire, though, is that you, like, constantly have to feed. Right. So that'd be a pain in the ass. But uh, there's there's more than enough assholes out there to feed, so mm-hmm. it wouldn't be that bad, I guess. Yeah, uh, probably to, uh... finding virgin blood if that's, like, a thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. To, unfortunately, I'm going to have to quote the fucking Twilight movies right now because my <laughs> wife made me watch them. But Edward, he uh, went after like molesters back in the day. So I, I can support that. Oh, okay. Yeah. He would he would wait for like dudes that were trying to rape girls and kill them. So I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. Yeah, in these day and age too, yeah. like all you'd have to do is just do like to catch a predator oh, style. Oh, good idea. Online, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me- meanwhile, he's 117 and dating high school girls. So. I know. So <laughs> is he really weird. that good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got it. Well, it's not like he can. Well, like, no, he could totally bang a, a milf. With the pedo. Yeah. So, is he really that good of a person? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Edward is a pedo. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so is the other one. I forget his name, but uh, he's like, I forget what they call it. He's like attaching himself to a baby. It's it's just the werewolf. Oh fuck, the werewolf dude. Yeah, I forget what his name is, but uh, uh, yeah, Jacob. 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 Yeah. So he, he's like attaching himself to a baby. So the whole thing is fucking disgusting. That was super cringy. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I have to like change my mind about the Twilight. Cancel Twilight, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, his last question: What animal would you would be your post-apocalyptic companion? Yeah, I go dog, <laughs> right? Man's what? best friend. What animal would be your post-apocalyptic companion? Hell yeah, dog. Yeah. I mean, I mean, unless you you can get a tiger, like what's his name? <laughs> right. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I, I think it'd be cool to have a chimp. Like, <laughs> you know, it would be like a useful companion, um, if not a pug. I, I love pugs. It's like my favorite type but of they dog. They have so. stubby little legs, though. I don't think they're gonna run too fast. No, no, they're fucking lazy. They don't. Do and then shit. They can't breathe, and they have to carry them. You're all trying to be quiet, and this guy's fucking wheezing. <laughs> I, 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 i've had one it's not pro, it's not practical whatsoever but they're hilarious looking so that's good enough. you, you, you got to go um i am legend will smith freaking yeah. german shepherd that's what yeah. i was it's a great yeah. movie it Sad doesn't work out so yeah it, it doesn't but hey he had a good life <laughs> no he did yeah god i can't even watch that movie anymore because of that really oh i can't i animals i can't i could watch people die all day animals i just really can't See, I'm okay with animals now. I'm okay with animals now. Except, unless it's real, then that's just wrong. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, All right, so next question comes from Weezerface. She asks, did you believe in any urban legends as a kid? When I was in high school, sorry, in elementary school, there was a rumor that a werewolf lived in the woods behind the school. Needless (laughs) to say, I ate all my lunches in the woods behind the school. Hashtag horror kid life. Did you guys believe in any urban legends? Oh yeah, I've definitely believed in Bloody Mary. Yeah, me too. I've I've seen Bloody Mary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Story time. Um, <laughs> and then in high school, there used to be some uh of like I feel like I've said this before, but in like one of the rich neighborhoods, there were these statues called the heads. Like someone had these 
head statues in their backyard you could see it above like the privacy fence and literally every kid from every high school would drive by this house <laughs> and we were convinced that like if you go past a certain um time at night the heads move and oh. so everyone's like did you go see the moving heads this weekend oh, shit. <laughs> all right that's pretty fun though that's a fun yeah one. Fun. yeah it was like a every weekend thing you would go out and see mm-hmm. i like weezer faces um Legend of the Werewolf. That's pretty. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, pretty. That that's a that's a great one. Tell, tell us about the Bloody Mary, though, Sam. Uh, well, I mean, I, there's not much to say. Like, I just we would always do it, and each time that we would do it, I would see like something in the mirror. It would become more clear, I guess, and I would just always see like a white, um, like a white cape and like a creepy lady. Just do it tonight. No, <laughs> I don't think I ever would. I used to believe in Bloody Mary, but I never did it myself. Yeah, I, I never did. I believed in her. So. Yeah, I was yeah. too scared. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, in my hometown of Chino, uh, there was like this house, and Mondo's probably going to correct me. Well, he lived in Riverside. I don't know if you know this legend, but um, there was a house that escaped convict went into and like murdered everyone in there, and it was like boarded up. So that was like the murder house. Ooh. Like ghosts and stuff, because it was uh, next to a big prison, Chino Men's Prison, which is like famous if you know like prisons and crap. So he escaped from there and went over there and killed people. But yeah, that was a scary house. Scary house. Yeah, my town had an urban legend too. There was this uh, road called Dudley Road, and uh, there were like no street lights on it or anything. And there was a uh, a nun convent down there. And the urban legend was that a bunch of uh, nuns, like uh, a, a guy like escaped from, or one of like the patients or something, like killed the nuns and then like hung them from the tree, like by the, the convent. So people would go down there and claim the roads haunted and stuff. Um, for, for me, uh, I'm half French Canadian. And when I used to go to my grandfather's house who lived like deep in the woods, uh, he would always tell me to come home by 7 p.m. Now, the real reason was because I'd get attacked by bears or moose or something. But <laughs> what he would tell me is there's a French-Canadian urban legend of what they call Bonhomme Setar, which is translated oh, oh, oh. to Mr. Seven O'Clock. Speak dirty, Steve. <laughs> uh, it's basically a guy in a black cloak and a black hat that attacks children if they're out after 7 p.m. Oh, oh my god! Steve, you're gonna it, make a horror movie about this. Yeah, uh, it scared the fuck out of me as a kid. Uh, he's just protecting me against bears, but that was his reason, and that worked way more than bears to me. You know, like bears, like ah, oh, I can deal with that, but this fucker, no way. Like I was dead. So yeah, that's uh, I believe that wholeheartedly for a long time. So, yeah. That's, that's what was that mine. called? The the bye bye man? No. It, <laughs> in, in French, it's called Bonhomme Setar. But in yeah, English, it'd okay. be Mr. Seven O'clock. That's what hey, it translates to. Speaking of the French Canadian thing, when you watched The Nun and you said French Canadian, did you get like some pride well up? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> no, <all right. laughs> French Canadians are like the, uh, how can I put this politely? Um, Rednecks well, of Canada? Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, it, it's like the bastard child of Canada that no one wants to talk about. And like, like wow. I'm, I'm like half proud of my heritage, but at the same time, they're really bitchy people. So. It's a whole thing, trust me. It's a whole issue. Um, moving on, our last 
series of questions come to us from Mandy. She says, continuing with my alphabet watched, what movie do you recommend that starts with the letter B? Movie that starts with the letter B. Any movie? Yep, a horror movie. I walk over to my B section. Bye bye, man. No, that movie sucks. <laughs> oh, good one? That movie was cool. Yeah. I liked it. You fight like me, that, fight yeah. me over it. <laughs> I Go mean, ahead. most people don't like it, but I'm gonna say uh, the Babadook. Blair Witch. Blair Witch, of course. B B B B B B B. Baba Hotep. Oh. That's a good one. Has Mandy been watching any of the uh, any of our recommendations? I wonder. She she watched them all. She has. Really? Well, not all, but she usually picks one or two from the ones we recommend. Cool. I'm gonna name a shit ton then. Ready? (laughs) Yeah. Now we got Bubba Hotep, Beyond Reanimator. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Beyond. Yeah. Beyond. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Battle Royale one and two. Those are both good. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. It's a great movie. Black Christmas original. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and the remi- well remix Xmas. Oh no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> which one are we Christmas. talking about? Yeah. Original. First one. Yeah. Blood Rage, which we covered. Yeah, love it. Basket Case. Great. Yeah. Burnt Offerings is a good one. Mm. The Burning. I was getting to say that. We talked about last week. Yes. Ooh, I got one, and I talked about it on What Watch recently, and it's I know it's available on YouTube. Uh, Body Bags, John Carpenter's Body Bags. Good anthology movie that I just it's watched a, recently. It's on, it's on Shutter. Body well. bags. Nice. Yeah, I think it's on Tubi too, actually. Yeah. Belco Experiment. Oh yes. yeah, Belco. That's good. great. Yeah. Yeah. Black Swan. That's a good one. You want? Watch that. If you want a real classic. Oh. She, she knows all about Black Swan. I guarantee you that. <laughs> she talks about it a lot. So. Yeah. Ooh, uh, I also I also I added Better more. Watch Out. Oh yeah. Great one. Brightburn. Ooh yeah. Ooh, Brightburn. Yeah. Better Watch Out is great. Underrated. I think that's one. That's like one you gotta watch like every Christmas if you're a horror fan. Agreed. That's right there up there with Krampus. Um, and I got another one. Uh, Bone Tomahawk. Oh, that's my second. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> I got one more then. I had two more, but Joe stole it. Uh, <laughs> Burial Ground. It's an Italian zombie flick. Cool. You've been killing it with your zombie recommendations, so I'm writing that one down. <laughs> Check it out. It's pretty good. It's got a really creepy kid that's played by a man in it, so beware. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. It's weird, but I'll, I'll check it out. Um. All right. Her next question: biggest con autograph regret, both that you missed, as in you missed uh, it was someone that was at a con you were at, but you didn't get his autograph, and one that you bought that you regretted getting afterwards. Okay. My number one biggest regret is George Romero. I never actually Sorry. met. I never actually met him and got his autograph. That's without a doubt my biggest. Regret. I know. I know. I had like five different opera times too, and I was like, oh, I'll just get him the next time. I'll get him the next time. And he kept getting older and older. Yep. Uh, yep. I fucked up. And yeah, that's my biggest regret for sure. My other regret, but it doesn't sting as much anymore, was uh, the Grady twins. They were at um, a con, and I didn't get them. But then I ended up getting them, uh, not in person, but I was able to get them through a private signing. So I'm happy with that. What about one that you got that you're like, eh, you know, maybe. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, like, really regret any of them, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm happy with all the ones I ever got. Like, I usually only meet people unless, like, if I uh, if I really want to meet them, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, Gunnar Hansen, biggest miss. I had to order his online. Um, stupid, saw him at a table and no one was there. Bummer. Um, I don't really think I have one that I got that I'm regretful on. I mean, some of them are really overpriced, but uh, maybe Eugene Clark from uh, Land of the Dead. He's kind of a jerk off. Mm. Very, very pushy. Mm. Ken Forey was pushy with me when I met him. Yeah, thankfully I didn't get that from him. Um, but yeah, Eugene Clark, man, he'll like try to sell you fucking everything. Yeah, he go- he goes in full makeup now too, which that's kind of cool, I guess. That's well, not cool. full makeup, but he wears like contacts and like makes and dresses in the outfit and stuff. Anything, Sam? Nope. <laughs> uh, she doesn't even me, know the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is there um, an autograph? I regret getting. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, me, no. Uh, your biggest regret, like uh, one, like you could have got when you were there and didn't get an autograph. Yeah. No. Yeah, you're you not big on the autos. So. Yeah. Rather pay my bills. <laughs> um, for me, the one that I missed, that I kind of regret, was Danny Glover. Uh, I should have started a saw poster, and yeah. I didn't, and then I totally regretted it. And the one that I got, it's not horror, but it's Lou Ferrigno. Because I was a huge fan of the Hulk TV show when I was a kid, and he was such a fucking dick that it completely ruined it for me. I've heard that several times from like other people too. Yeah, I've seen him three or four times, and every time, like the last, was it last summer? I was at Montreal Comic Con, and I was meeting the guy who was like at the line next to him, and I was just kind of watching his interactions with people. He's such a fucking dick. (laughs) <laughs> he was even a dick to George St. Pierre who was on the line on the other side of him and I was like come on GSP is like the nicest guy ever I don't, I don't get it yeah anyway is he, is he got like a superiority complex or is he just like doesn't know well, he's rude so th- when I met him there was a handicapped kid in front of me who had two like you know those Hulk hands or like big hands that you kind of wear that are the Hulk yeah. yeah. and he asked to sign both and he like completely bashed the kid like as if the kid knew what the fuck yeah, because uh, he wanted him to double charge, I guess, since it was two autographs, technically. Jeez. And I, I get that you don't want to do it, but you don't have to be a dick to the kid, right? It just it just really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, It's, it's awful. But yeah, the, he's just a really rude guy. And when I got to his table, because he was so like, because you know how it is at con, so I was at the guy that you pay to, and the kid was with Lou. So I paid my money, and then I got my picture, and then I get to Lou. And he signs it, and then he smacks it, like, right, puts his hand on it, and says, did you pay? It looks looks at me like, did you pay? Like, yeah, I Jeez. paid. He looks at his okay. handler, hey, did this guy pay? He's like, yeah, he did. And he takes his giant fucking hand off, and then, ugh, can't stand him. That's probably the only income he has, and he's, like, super protective on it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, all right, so the last question, uh, also from Mandy, she says, what are your top three comfort horror films? I can throw on any Friday the 13th movie and I'm like relaxed. Mm. So I'll do yeah. any of those. Dawn of the Dead original I can throw on anytime. Love it. Um, Army of Darkness, man. For like a good time. Good relaxing time. That's perfect. Yep. Yeah. I mean, my number one is probably Blair Witch Project. I can just throw that. Every time I throw that on, I just have such a happy feeling when I put it on. So that one for sure. Um, any of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, really. Like, even the bad ones, I, I kind of enjoy. Uh, and then... It. Probably It. The it, it miniseries. That one always puts me in a good mood, too. 
Mine would be, yes. Halloween? Halloween, but also. Hocus Pocus? Hocus Pocus, but also H2O. Okay. It's a good one. I still feel bad for that teacher that was about to get some and he didn't. It <laughs> happens, Todd. That's why you got to seize the day sooner rather than later. Um, I, I'm close to Todd. I wrote uh, Dawn of the Dead, which I can watch anytime. Uh, Army of Darkness, same thing. Uh, it's just a great movie. And Ghostbusters. I just fucking, it's one of my favorite right. films of all time. So super easy to watch. Ghostbusters still makes me laugh, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Like you guys like the sequel, too? Yeah, sequel's yeah, good, too. I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's not the same caliber, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Exactly. I, I just like Vigo. I think he's a great character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it takes I a like, long time to get to him. I like <laughs> What's-His-Face, the henchman. Uh, he's so y- yeah, no? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, where are you from? He's like, Upper East Side or something like that? You're right, yeah, when he's the babysitter, that, that used to scare me as a kid when he comes to get the baby and he's like a ghost. Yeah. Oh man, that that's fucking freaked me out as a kid. Um, yeah. So that's all the questions we got this week. So thank you very much for the questions. We couldn't do the segment without you. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> we watched. Yeah. Yeah. Throw them up, Sam. What you been watching? Ah. Uh... <laughs> Hey, moving along. See? <laughs> fine. I'm kidding. No, it's fine. Gosh. What do you got? I don't think I have anything horror related, unfortunately. What else you got? Um, I did start a show last night. It's called Love Life with Anna Kendrick. Um, it's on HBO, and it's each episode shows her like dating a different guy and going through her different relationships. It's actually pretty good, funny. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it too. Joe watched, watched it with it. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. Is that the one where her boyfriend has a sex doll? I don't know. Keep seeing uh-huh. like a youtube commercial with her and a boyfriend with a sex doll i don't know if that was the same show or not. spoiler alert i guess maybe i haven't gotten <sighs> damn it did it again <laughs> yeah it's pretty and they're only like 25 minute episodes so it's pretty pretty yeah. easy watch good one to watch uh, as a couple or something like that i would say or by yourself and enjoy your time by yourself well, i mean i'm just saying if you're a man it's like a good one to watch with a why, is it, why you gotta be a man to not enjoy it steve <laughs> I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying most men probably wouldn't choose it like to watch by themselves. Why do you hate people, Joe? <laughs> I'm just kidding. What are you even watching? Uh, all right, my first watch tonight is uh, from 2011, and it is called The Tunnel. Uh, this is a found footage style movie. Um, it is, I, I think it's like a Irish horror movie or like a English, something like that. Cause they got, they all got accents in it, but, um, basically it's about, um, this, uh, news media crew. They are investigating. Um, they believe that the government is covering up, um, basically like some sort of secret in these underground tunnels. And, uh, basically they sneak down there. With uh, the you know they're the news crew and they investigate uh, the tunnels and the rest of the movie um, is them exploring the tunnels and they find out that there's 
like these basically uh, like cannibalistic type monsters down in the tunnels. And it's actually it was actually pretty good. I, I, I enjoyed this one. Um, there's actually some genuinely uh, creepy moments in it. And uh, yeah, I dug it. If you're into found footage style horror, I, I this is one I, I would check out. All right. Uh, my first one is actually a Stephen King story. Uh, it's actually uh, Silver Bullet, which you can find on Amazon Prime. Ooh, actually, I think uh, we reviewed this on the pod. Did you? We did. Yeah, we I think did. So, I think so. Back in the day. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, yeah. So Silver Bullet is about uh, it's kind of a werewolf story, uh, written by Stephen King. It stars uh, Corey Haim and Gary Busey. Um, I really fucking love this film. Uh, this was I, I've seen this a few times, but it'd been a while since I'd seen it. Uh, Gary Busey, in in particular, I think is fucking fantastic in this film. And Corey Haim also does a really good job as a wheelchair bound kid who uh, uses the silver bullet, which is his wheelchair, uh, to get around, which his uncle Gary Busey uh, did for him. I think the werewolves, unfortunately, look really uh, pretty awful in this film. But there's a dream sequence in a church at some point, which has a bunch of werewolves, and those werewolves look awesome. So it's weird. It's like they blew their budget on that one scene. And then the actual werewolf looks like a complete teddy bear. But overall, I think this is one of the better werewolf movies out there, and I would highly recommend it. Agreed. Love that movie. All right. Uh, I watched a 2020 Shutter exclusive called Blood Quantum. I don't think we're going to review it, but I won't go too much in depth. But it is on my top 10. Um, but 2020 has been kind of weak, to be honest. But this was uh, a different take on the zombie genre. It's about Native Americans, which I think they're in Canada, actually. So whatever you guys call them up there, Steve. But um, they have, like, you know, they're, they're living on a reservation. And then the zombie outbreak happens. And turns out that if you're Native American, you're immune to the zombie thing so they get bit like a shit ton of times and they don't turn so they take a bunch of the the white people in and it's like you know the indians are in charge but there's like a faction of them like one's good one's bad um you know some want to kill all the white people others are just like can't we just like live in peace and protect them blah 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 it kind of has it kind of struggles with this identity a little bit kind of switches gears what it wants to be but it's got some of the best gore uh, I've seen it in a while, as far as zombies goes. Um, so I highly recommend it. It's a pretty damn good movie. Sam, you got any more? Or you done? Done. Dunzo. Dunzo. All right. All right. My uh, my next one. Actually, is it Steve's turn? I'm sorry. I might have skipped over Steve. That's yours. Okay. <laughs> my next one is uh, a 2020 release uh, called "The Deeper You Dig." Um, this one is about uh, basically this guy. He He's kind of a drunk. Uh, he goes, you know, he, he's driving home, uh, basically shit-faced. And uh, uh, this girl, little girl is, well, not a little girl. She's like a teenage girl. She's uh, sledding. The sled goes out into the road. He hits her and uh, kills her. And uh, the rest of the movie is him trying to cover up the murder and the mother trying to figure out uh, what happened to her daughter. Um, the movie is um, super low budget, uh, you know, super low budget indie. Um, interestingly enough, though, um, this is done by, uh, it's directed by the Adams uh, family. So it's, um, you know, a family effort. The mother, 
father and daughter are the three main actors in it, which I found to be an interesting um, dynamic. And uh, it shot really well, but um, the plot-wise, it just uh, to me, it just it, it didn't work. Um, it's just very slow, um, and then it gets kind of silly towards the end. Um, decent, a decent effort, but not something I would highly recommend. All right. Uh, my next one was actually a recommendation uh, from Todd, and that's The Dead, which you can find on Tubi. In this story, um, <laughs> a, a soldier uh, crash lands in Africa Tubi. as a zombie apocalypse is starting to happen. And then it's a story of him who meets another uh, African soldier, and they try to survive through the zombie apocalypse by trying to find a military base. Um, I never even heard of this film until uh, recently, and then Todd recommended it, uh, I think, last week or the week before. And uh, Todd has been really great with his recommendations lately, and this was no different. I fucking love this film. Uh, the African setting was really unique for a zombie film. It kind of reminded me of Resident Evil 5, which I thought, I thought was a pretty good game. And uh, yeah, it's just fucking awesome. The zombies look really, really cool. Uh, it starts off with a zombie with a broken leg, and just the way he's walking uh, is kind of like bare bone on his leg, and it's just really creepy, and the way he walks is just awesome. Uh, but most of the zombies look good. There's a lot of good gore in this story as well. Uh, the two actors who play the two soldiers are really good. Uh, honestly, I couldn't recommend this movie enough. If you're a fan of zombies and are looking for something different than what you usually see, I would highly recommend this movie on Tubi, which is uh, The Dead. Tubi. <laughs> Glad you liked it. Now you have to watch The Dead too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I saw that. It's in India, I think, the next one. So yeah, I'll, ch- I'll check it out. Um, yeah, Resident Evil Five is good until he punches a boulder. That was kind of silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, all right, next one for me is also snuck onto my 2020. Also a Shutter. I think it. I think it's an exclusive on Shutter. Either way, it's on Shutter, and it's called Z. Just the letter Z. And it is about a family that is terrorized by um, their young son. I think he's nine or so. His imaginary friend that he calls Z. Um, man, I, some of the scares are so well put together. Um, very simple, but so effective at the same time. Plus, uh, at a couple points in the movie, the kid draws what he says is Z on his wall. And it's just fucking terrifying. The only problem I have with it, and I think we may discuss this one. It's a good one is the um the parents reaction to some of the things that go on it's kind of like your son's kind of being a little bit unruly and you're not treating it as you know as well as you should so but other than that um man really affect the movie z on shutter steve hates it oh you you didn't like a movie Really? No, it's because uh, so so both Zed because it's a Canadian film and Blood Quantum are both Canadian films, but they're not available in Canada. So it's like, Weird. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, fuck off, <laughs> fuck these movies in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I talked about Z too. I uh, probably like a month ago, and yeah, I loved it as well. I I recommend it. It's in my top ten as well uh, for this year. So yeah, definitely check it out. I agree with Totter. Uh, all right. My last one tonight, and uh, Steve can talk about it as well, uh, is Kuso from 2017. I'm, uh, le- I'm leaving. 
This one was recommended to us by uh, our listener, Mondo, because he heard us. Uh, he messaged me because he said, uh, you know, he heard me talking about Antichrist and how I talked about it being like a crazy movie. And he's like, if you've never seen Kuso, check that out. That movie's crazy. This movie's on a whole different level of crazy than Antichrist. Um I'm just going to read the IMDb plot synopsis on this one because I don't even know how to explain this movie. But uh, the IMDb says events unfold after a devastating earthquake in Los Angeles, um, I guess. Um, this movie was directed by uh, Flying Lotus, who is apparently um, some sort of uh, musical artist. I, I'm not familiar with them. Uh I mean, I guess this movie is just so nonsensical. Uh, it, I guess it's an anthology movie. It, it's just essentially just a bunch of different short movies thrown into, like, a movie. And it's, like, one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. I can't believe I got through all 90 minutes of it. If this came out this year, it would probably be my worst of the year. Um, You know, I it's just so fucking weird. It, you know, you got... Like, I guess it was like an art. I feel like it was like an art project for him. And if art to you is people shitting, pissing, coming, and fucking boils on people's necks, then, I mean, I guess that's art. Um, and if you're into that, you know, maybe you'll enjoy this movie. <laughs> Steve, I don't know what you think. <laughs> this is the weirdest fucking film I've ever seen in my life and i've watched oh, a lot you gotta of movies tell them the scene that you told me about you nasty <laughs> we'll get yeah, into it out here steve's thoughts <laughs> um yeah oh my i don't even know how this movie was even conceived let alone funded and filmed i don't fucking understand this was this was uh shown at sundance for fuck's sake and apparently a lot of people walked out and i don't blame them no. uh, <laughs> I, I calculated it so joe had told me that it was really gross it took me six minutes and 35 seconds before I physically started gagging because the movie was so fucking gross. Uh, it's like a gross acid trip of a movie. I can't even, This movie is so weird and random. It's like all of the worst shit you've ever seen on YouTube put into like a film that has really nothing cohesive about it. I can't even... It's, like, it's, it's impossible to explain. You'd have to watch it, but it's such a chore to get through because it's so... Yeah. Oh my god, it's I don't know how to explain this movie. It's almost worth watching just to see how <laughs> fucked up this yeah. movie is. Um, are you thinking about the last scene at the doctor's office? Is that that's the one that kind of marked me the most? Uh, yeah, where he fucks the boil on the girl's neck. No, no, no. that's that's yeah, one. No, it's it's where uh, the guy's trying to get cured. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest. So he talks to a creature that's inside the doctor's anus. <laughs> like this movie is so fucked up. I can't even. I can't even watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, no. The scene I told Sam about was the opening scene where the guy's laying in bed and the girlfriend comes in and she starts choking him out and uh, he's like jerking off while she's choking him out and uh, they have like these. They basically have like herpes on their mouth like that and that's like a reoccurring theme throughout the whole movie is everyone has like boils and like herpes all over them. Um. And basically, like, he comes, and then, like, he takes the cum, he smears it all over his girlfriend's face, and then, like, they make out, like, and the cum gets all over each other. And she, it's just, like, 
And then, like, there are scenes where, like, um, like just people are shitting and smearing shit, like, on this, like, monster in the woods. And, yeah, I mean, it's completely nonsensical. There's no plot at all uh, to this movie. Um, yeah, it's... So, I, it's I kind shot of... To shot. What's that? It just goes from, like, shot to shot. Yeah, yeah, there's no, like, yeah, there's no... It, ju- it jumps I mean, all over the place. There's no rhyme or reason, yeah. It just, like, a scene will just end, and then it'll just go to something random, like, that has nothing to do with the last scene. Um, so that's why I call it basically an anthology movie. And it does kind, it does go back to some of the stories, if that's what you want to call them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and then the movie ends where there's, like, this huge boil on the girl's neck, and it starts talking to the guy. Um and he's like, put your dick in my mouth, like the boil. And then the guy like fucks the boil and like comes in the boil. I feel like you should have gave like a <laughs> trigger warning for this, honestly. In the boil, yeah. <laughs> Do you, it does it show like actual wieners and stuff? Oh yeah, like not maybe not yeah, actual. Yeah. I, I think they're fake. Well, it, 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 yeah, it does. When there's at one point where they're watching a TV show where a guy's like getting his wiener cut up, and it shows like yeah, not not a real one, but okay. It yeah. shows the wiener for sure. Ma- and Mondo told you guys to watch this? Yep. Yeah. Oh, fuck Mondo. That's what I <laughs> yeah. said, Weirdo. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like a trauma movie, but not funny. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, there's like a, a whole sequence where this girl full of boils uh, is pregnant, and then her boyfriend pops out of the toilet, and then <laughs> she goes to get an abortion with a coat hanger, and then these two alien dudes that she lives with pull out the, the fetus and then her response is, Oh, we should smoke it. And she like lights it up. It's I'm telling you, this movie is beyond reason. And it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's so fucked up that I'd almost recommend it just so you could see how fucked up it is. Yeah. It, I thought it's like a, re- it really is like, well, like a really, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, this is like a really bad acid trip. Like, if someone took a really, yeah, it's like, that's what it was to me. And, like, uh, halfway through, I was like, man, I was like, I kind of want to sit down and show this to, like, some of my friends just to see what their reaction would be, you know? <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, so enough about this movie. I can't, I can't anymore. Yeah. Uh, I One more one watched. So, uh, last week, we spoke to Bruce McDonald, uh, who was the director of Pool, and... Uh, something else i forget Uh, aliens and dreamland that's right uh and he recommended a movie called hellmouth which you can find on prime uh i think the question was do you recommend any good canadian horror films and he talked about this one as if it's something that inspired him and i start the movie and i see his name in the credits i'm like what (laughs) he's actually in the fucking movie (laughs) and uh the guy who wrote Pontypool and Dreamland is the guy who wrote this film. So he was actually promoting kind of his own movie in a way, which I thought was weird. But anyway, uh, it also stars um, Stephen McCaddy, who's the same guy who starred in Pontypool and uh, Dreamland. And ironically, in this one, he also plays a dual role, which he did in Dreamland as well. Uh, So this is the story of a guy who lives in a cemetery, a little bit like Cemetery Man. Um, so he kind of is a caretaker of a cemetery and he commits suicide and he goes to hell and the story is about his kind of journey in hell as he tries to save the love of his life, which he just met a few scenes before. Uh, and it's filmed in the style of Sin City, 
I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. It's kind of like a comic booky yeah. style, uh, which accents certain colors, but is mostly black and white. Uh, the style is actually pretty cool. Uh, I like that style a lot. So for me, that was a plus. But I can see if people don't like that style, that they'll really despise this movie. I think the movie has some really weird and interesting themes. I think visually, it's a really good movie, but it doesn't have much substance. Like the story is confusing. Uh, the acting is a little weird as well. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm like on the fence on this movie. I think visually it's a delight, but at the same time, I didn't really enjoy myself watching it. I had to watch it twice because I fell asleep the first time. So I wouldn't really recommend it. But if you like that style, like kind of comic style movie like Sin City, uh, maybe check it out. So it's called Hellmouth and you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Cool. Got one more, not horror, but comedy. And it's Borat. And I haven't watched it in a long time. It's super funny. I don't know if you guys liked it when it came out. Oh, I love it. Borat. Never seen it. Ooh, you should watch it, especially for the really? wrestling wrestling you scene. Have. <laughs> I mean, I've seen like clips, but oh, I saw. I remember seeing it in theaters, and like I thought it was hilarious. Me too. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, super gross wrestling scene though, which is still gross today. <laughs> but um, Borat's just hilarious. I think Sasha Baron Cohen is like a genius. I think he needs to do more stuff. But um, yeah, Borat man. Oh yeah, I've seen all of them in the Ali G in the house, the show he did, and all that. I wish he would have ended up playing Freddie Mercury like originally cast, but I guess it didn't work out. I think his movie would have been better, personally. Probably. I I still liked Bohemian Rhapsody, though. I thought it was good. I did, but he wanted to do, like, the dark side of Freddie Mercury, not just all, like, the, you know, happy bullshit. But, Mm -hmm. like, kind of like um, Wolf of Wall Street, how it shows him doing just, like, crazy shit. Yeah. But uh, Borat, man's super funny. Anyone else got anything they want to plug real quick? No. I'm watching The Shining right now. So are we. We are too. Uh, Yeah, I forgot to start it. it So Dick Halloran is showing Wendy and Danny around the pantry right now. Nice. You're behind, Tom. He's talking with with Lloyd right now at the party. Oh, such a good fucking scene. Yeah. Uh, There's one thing I do want to plug. And that's our amazing sponsor, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. You guys ready for trivia, Joe? Do you have the stat sheet handy? I do. So... With Steve's um, edits. I, I believe I have it right. <laughs> uh, okay. So, currently, we have Sam in last place with 20 points. Woo-woo. Joe in third place with 26 points. Steve in second place with 33 points. And Todd in first with 38 points. Nice. Very nice. I believe that is correct. I got some help from uh, listeners this week. Oh. That's where they all went. They all So I did get some listener ones too, but I'm saving it because this week I did an all shining theme trivia. Well, don't tell them that, Joe, because now (laughs) they're getting the answers ready that are most obvious. 
You want me to fail. No. All right. I would like to begin. All right. Well, All right. This is from Kayla. Thank you, Kayla. All right. What is the name of the cat resurrected in Reanimator? Uh, I just Sully. fucking watched. I just watched this recently. Sully too. is incorrect. I can't fucking remember. Floppy. Oh, incorrect. Reanimator. Was it Rufus? Yes. Fucking Steve. That was. That is correct. <laughs> Good one. That is All right, correct. Here's going. I'll go. All right. All righty. The remake of The Fly in 1986 was a remake of the movie with the same name released in what year? Ooh. 1958. All right. Steve. Steve. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. I, t- oh. I talked about it last week, remember, or two weeks ago? Yeah. Dang, uh, cheater. I, I, I watched it recently, so. <laughs> He's a cheater. They work together, Todd. I know, bastard. So you split <laughs> that 90 bucks. <laughs> All right, Joe. All right. What flavor of ice cream did Danny request at the start of the show? Chocolate. I heard Todd say it first. Yeah. We can go back to the tapes, but... Uh, it's Todd, I'm pretty sure. Okay. No need. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I was just waiting for the question to end, because I knew the I answer. Know, I was waiting, too, and then I fucking like, Steve's going to say something. Yeah. And then, lo and behold... <laughs> uh, all right. So this one actually comes from Weezerface, so thank you very much for the question. She says, what is the name of Adam Brody's band in Jennifer's Body? Fuck. <laughs> Sam asked this one, I think. Yeah, she did, I think, during the Jennifer's Body episode. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, hold on, let me re-listen. What episode was that? <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer's Body episode, I think. I'm such a fake. It's a good guess, Todd. <laughs> that was episode 100, I think, because I think that was Sam's choice. It was. Yeah. I know. That's why I'm embarrassed that <laughs> I can't think of it. She wrote this question just for you, Sam. I know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I let you down, ghoul. Yeah, I can't. Jenner- Jennifer's body. Yeah, no. <laughs> Darn. I don't know. My brain's dead. Isn't it something like Satan something or no, some shit like that? Not even close. I'm, all right, thanks, Steve, for the yeah, feedback. <laughs> you, got, you guys uh, give up? Yeah. Yes. Well, Sam, Sam, dig deep. I'm trying, Todd. <laughs> I'm too busy watching Channel the shiny. It. Channel okay. it. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, Needy, let's go see. <laughs> I'm going to Google it. I'm going to send it via. Oh, I can't. Hold on. And, and it's, it's a body part. Body. Booby <laughs> patrol. I'm squinting my eyes, trying to get it to Same thing. Hold on, I'm going to send it to you telepathically. Hey. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, ready? Here, I'm sending it to you. Just to you. Ready? Did you oh. say likes? I'm joking. <laughs> Sam, here it comes. Sam, here it comes. Armpit. Oh, you're close. <laughs> you're, close. you're actually close. Yeah, you are close. That's cool. Yeah, for, go down. <laughs> up from, uh, up from arm. Knee pit. <laughs> what is it? Safety. Are, are, we, are we giving up? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was low shoulder. Oh my god, I'm done. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> Stupid band name. Failure. Who's up? You. I mean, oh, sorry. Oh. No, I just did. It's you. Okay. This one's also from Miss Weezerface. Thank you. Um, this is similar to the one I did last week when I said finish the quote. 
So you got to finish this character's line, okay? So finish the line. One thing about living in Santa Carla... Oh, sorry, let me restart. <laughs> One thing about living in Santa Carla, I never could stomach... The shrimp. <laughs> One thing about living in Santa Carla, I never could stomach... The people. As the vampires. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, okay, Joe's kind of got it, but I'll let Sam and Steve be the judge. It's all the damn vampires. No, he just guessed that because it was in <laughs> Santa Carla. Yeah. All right. No, all right. You missed it. All righty. What is the profession of Guy Woodhouse, the husband of Rosemary and Rosemary's baby? He's a an actor. Fuck. Yeah, he's an actor. Oh, come on. I even sent you that one. You didn't it? He's <laughs> <laughs> lying. I was going to say film director. But, well. I could see it. Sold his soul. He did, a little bit. Wife. A, a soul seller. <laughs> That's his career. Mm-hmm. And in the sequel, he's like living in a mansion by a pool and stuff. Jerk. Okay. That's... Next one. My next question uh, is What? Are the two infamous room numbers that Danny is told to stay out of? 277, 277. Oh shit! Well, yeah, I have to replay re- the taste. I know Sam started it. Uh, I think Steve I, I think me and, me and Sam got one each. All right. That's bullshit. Bitch, I got both. <laughs> I got both. Yeah, me too. So. <laughs> All right, we'll get some controversy here, but for yeah. now, I am going to give Steve and Sam a, po- a point each. And uh, Steve can listen back to the tapes and get back to me on this. Will do. I get any points? I think Todd got in too late. From what yeah, I, heard. I think so too. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, oh God, what, what are they then? Two seventeen, two thirty-seven. He's like, I think but so did, too. But did Sam say that? Yeah, she did. All right, fuckers. But in the reverse order, I think. Anyway, all right. So th- this one was actually sent to me by Eric S. So thank you for the question. Uh, I'm liking that people send me questions. I really struggle with making my own questions. Uh, Alexander Ludwig, Chris in The Final Girls, was also in what other 2015 horror film? I'm trying to remember which character that is. She the main little girl? Like the Alec- main? A- Alexander Ludwig? I don't think. Oh. <laughs> no, I think uh, that's, Chris in, in The Final yeah, Girls that's... was also in what other 2015 horror film? Is she the mom? She's not the mom? I'm sure she's the mom, Joe. Yeah, Alexander Ludwig is the mountain mom. Is she? No. Al- no, that's the fucking guy. Oh, it's a guy? Oh. Yeah, that's, why, that's why he made fun of me. Uh, he's also in fucking Hunger Games and Vikings. What the fuck other horror movie was he in? Uh, Hunger Games was his fucking... Isn't he in, like, one that's called kind of called this? Like, um... Um... It's not Final Girl. It's like something similar to that, though. Like, same kind of title. I gotta rewatch Final Girls. Final. That's a great movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, I don't know the answer to this one. You guys all give up? No. I'm still thinking through it here, buddy. Truth or dare? Truth or dare. Oh, I thought you wanted to play. Um, <laughs> no, it's not truth or dare. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's Final Girls. Final Girl. Oh, you got it. Girl, singular. What? Oh. <laughs> 
it, it's it's okay. a cover with a girl in like a black dress, I think. Yeah, I, I that's the one I watched by mistake that one time. <laughs> nice. I think I saw that at, at I think they screened it at Texas Frightmare if I remember correctly. Hmm. It's because you started the sentence with "It's not Final Girl." I'm like in my head, I'm like, oh, <laughs> if only you knew. <laughs> I got why you got to screw me over, Steve. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I didn't say anything. I'm pretty sure I saw that a screener at Texas Frightmare. Yeah, it wasn't great. It was okay. I'm going to look up the cast, because I remember they're at the screener. Yeah, it stars, uh, what's his name, from P2 and uh, Hunger Games. Let's see here, where's it called? Uh, and American, an American Beauty, I forget what his name is. I know who you're talking about. The, yeah. the, the creepy neighbor from American oh, got, Beauty. It's got that one guy, um, you probably said this when I was looking it up, from... Uh, Interstellar and Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, is that the guy you're talking about? Yeah, that's the guy I'm talking about. Very <laughs> <laughs> much. American Horror Story too. Yep. Yep, that's right. Final Girl. Is this the one? They have to had to be the one. Who's that? I wonder, if, I wonder if he's at the card. Oh, oh, okay. In the movie Get Out, and the answer is not because he was a black guy, so that's not the answer. In the movie Get Out. Why is Chris targeted? Because he's a photographer? Yeah, because his it. eyes. Got yeah. it. Got yeah. it. Good job, Sam. Get out's my jam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, throw us a hard one now. Yeah. Oh, it's got that girl from that one movie when she was Okay, ready? Go ahead. Gotta be ready, guys. I'm ready. Okay. I'm thinking of this off the top of my head. So if I rewind, <laughs> I will give me a second. Oh, no, it's going to happen again. Where <laughs> okay, okay, hang changes on. changes her question midway through. Okay. What is the movie where within a movie The Shining played? Uh, The Twister. Ready or not. All right, Todd. Hey. I like that. was a good question. That was a good one. I'm surprised you guys all didn't yell. Well, I, I didn't, like, understand the question. Yeah. Took... <laughs> I meant to say Ready Player uh-huh. One, but that's, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm so stupid. I liked it. That was a great scene, too. <laughs> Very yeah. good scene. All right, my last question is... It's all Shining-related. In both Shinings... Oh, gosh. What kind of car does Jack drive? Uh, a fucking... Uh, a bug. Porsche. A bug, yeah. Todd got a Volkswagen Beetle. Good job. Hey, I was going to say slug bug, but I didn't know if you guys would get that or not. Heck yeah. Nice. I just taught my daughter that the other day. Nice punch. Aww. Her. <laughs> How fun. Are you guys ready for the last question? One more. Nice. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm looking for a number here, okay? Chronologically, The Shining is Stephen King's blank book. Third. Third. That's correct. Yes. Oh, Sam. Woo! After Carrie and Salem's Lot. Nice. You got I didn't know it was that early in his career. Are you impressed? Yeah, me, me, me neither, to be honest. That's why I asked it. <laughs> wow. And I was surprised. But I guess, I mean, Shining came in 1980. He started his writing career in 74. So, yeah, it's mm. surprising that it's... Uh, when when was Carrie made? Uh, 74. The the movie was? Oh, uh, 80... The movie was like 77? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was in the 70s. So that was probably his first adaptation too, then. Probably, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Seventy-six. Seventy-six. And what did you say the second one was? Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot was the second one. 
I know we just watched this, but I don't remember when that one came out. Salem yeah. Slot. I think that was 79 or something. Could be wrong. Yeah, 79. Yeah. That's your cat and Rob Lowe, 2004. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Lowe. Well, that's a good round. Sam got yeah. a couple. Are we all done? That's it. Oh, all right. All right, well, I got one. I got a bonus. I got a bonus. I had one more shining question. All right, go ahead. Bonus point for everyone. Okay. What drink does Jack order from Lloyd at the bar? Bourbon Bourbon on the rocks. Steve got it. What was it? Bourbon on the rocks. What does he spill on his jacket? (laughs) Okay. So. Answer my question. What? Oh, what'd you say? What what does Jack get it? What what kind of drink does is spilled on Jack's jacket? Oh shit! Does Grady spill? Grady spills it, right? Yeah, yeah, Grady spills it. I can't remember. Just, oh man, apricot something. Oh, okay. <laughs> apricot sunrise. Okay, yeah, so I got one bonus. I got a real bonus. Oh, so. all right. Finish finish this quote. You're one ugly mother. Fucker. <laughs> Fucking no one else is gonna say anything but Steve. <laughs> yes. Gosh, damn it. Okay. Well, so after this round, Sam got three points tonight to go to twenty. Go Sam. Three points. Woo-woo. Joe got one point to go to twenty-seven. Uh, I thought I got more than that, but I guess not. No, you didn't. Okay. Uh, Steve got five <laughs> points tonight. That's Steve. You got no fucking five points. Thirty-eight. What, what got, questions did Steve answer? I know, it's like, we didn't even ask five <laughs> questions. And uh, Steve and Todd got four points. I got seven points. Yeah, right. points. I got 12 points, 12 for 12. I'll, I'll recount I the race, points just to be sure. I even got I my own. between uh, Todd and Steve for first place, and Joe and Sam battling it out for third place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Steve only gained one on me in the standings there, though. Yeah, I did. So, damn it, you got but, five. Fuck. But, but I'll do a re- I'll do a recount to be sure. <laughs> can't I can't put Steve away, man. Motherfucker mm-hmm. gets five. These guys are asking two, three, seven questions. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't ask questions in the movie we just watched. It's basically your, your strategy here. <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't want talk about anything like only miniseries related. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of movie to remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we're skipping news, right? Because it's uh, we're gonna run a little bit later. Yes, yep. sir. Sorry, guys, we're gonna have to rush through the reviews. But there is a movie coming out about killer jeans, so keep what? an eye, keep <laughs> <Okay>. an eye out. <laughs> I was, I had that for news tonight, but uh, we'll, I'll save it. Maybe we'll, we'll do it. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> I don't suppose they uh, told you anything in Denver about the tragedy we had up here during the winter of 1970. I heard a man named Charles Grady is the winter caretaker. From what I've been told, I mean, he seemed like a completely normal individual. But at some point during the winter, he must have suffered some kind of a complete mental breakdown. He ran amok and uh, killed his family with an axe. Well, you can rest assured, Mr. Ullman, that's not going to happen with me. <laughs> that's right. Mom? They really want to go and live in that hotel for the winter. Sure I do. It'll be lots of fun. The only thing that can get a bit trying up here during the winter is a tremendous sense of isolation. Is there something bad here? 
I fear you will have to deal with this matter in the harshest possible way. What do you die? I killed you with Manny. You did this to me. Didn't you? I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Shining 1980, directed by Stanley Kubrick, based on Stephen King's uh, book of the same name. A family heads to an isolated hotel for the winter, where a sinister presence influences the father into violence, while a psychic son sees horrific forebodings from both past and the future. So, Jack Torrance is a ex-alcoholic that is down on his luck. Um, basically, he's taken a job to watch over the Overlook during the winter for, I don't know, three or so months, where it's just going to be him his young son, I think he's five, and Wendy, his wife. And um, before he goes, or during his, his interview, uh, Mr. Ullman says, the, the the manager, hey man, like our last caretaker, he snapped and he killed his family and then shot himself in the head with a shotgun. You could be all right? He's like, yeah, man, we'll be fine. So, um, yeah, he takes over and he's a caretaker and immediately his son starts seeing visions, ghosts, um, his imaginary friend is telling him like to be careful and things like that. And it just escalates from there. Um, I don't honestly know what to say about it besides that. I absolutely love it. Top 10 material for sure. Nicholson is fantastic. The whole freaking cast is fantastic. Expertly shot. Kubrick is amazing. Settings fantastic. And, um, that's, man, that's all I got really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. theaters, yeah, really? yeah, that's awesome. I that's yeah. one I would love to see in yeah. theaters for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you, Todd. It's it's my literally when people ask what my favorite horror movie of all time is, I always go to The Shining. It's just a perfect horror movie to me. I mean, it's just great acting, great story, great directing, great cinematography. Just so many iconic scenes too. Mm-hmm. Um, that are just like unforgettable and I mean it's just one of the most iconic horror movies ever made Um, I mean yeah I mean there's a lot you can really get into with this too Um, and uh, I'm really actually excited to talk about the miniseries because there's so many uh, things to compare and contrast between the two so uh, yeah I'll leave it at that for now yeah I agree Um, there's really not much else I can add to the conversation um I do remember though I used to be overwhelmed of the thought of watching The Shining I don't know why I guess maybe I just thought a lot was going on in it and with the book and stuff but once you watch it like every time I watch it I'm like why did I hold off for so long on this but if you haven't seen it I would definitely recommend it obviously like Joe said it's a big classic and it's very iconic was it your first time this past week oh no not at all probably like within the last maybe 12 years i want to say oh okay yeah yeah i remember watching it when i was really young and just thinking man it's fucking scary especially the grady twins rocking around yeah so uh yeah i'd seen this and you know a bunch of times before there had been quite a few years since i'd seen it last so uh it was good to kind of get a 
refresh on the story. And a few things that kind of marked to me this time that I didn't remember from my previous watches. Uh, number one, how much of a perv Dick is. Uh, <laughs> he, he's got a picture of a naked lady both in front of him on the room and behind yeah. him. Uh, so, so that was kind of a little shocking. Uh, I also didn't remember that you see the Grady twins for the first time in the game room, as opposed to yeah. in the hallway scene. Mm -hmm. uh, you always kind of think of the iconic scene of them at the end of the hallway. And in my mind, that's the first time he sees them is when he rolls up, up, up to them. But then I, well, when I watched the movie this time, I'm like, Oh shit, it's true. You see him in the game room early in the film. So that really marked me. Um, isn't, another there thing, a, uh, isn't there a flash scene too, where they're talking when Jack's and, uh, what's his name Ullman are talking in the room I think they met talk about the Grady twins and like there's like a quick flash of them I think in that's the blue the dresses game room one. I thought maybe no I, could... I don't I don't remember that I just watched that scene time. yeah when he picks up uh when he goes to pick up Danny and he's in the game room and he sees them kind of at the door walking out uh it's the first time I noticed it anyway okay um, Jack, another... Jack sees them in there no uh Danny Danny, Danny does yeah Danny gets his um his darts and he turns around there fucking to stand there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which I totally like blanked out. On. I totally forgot about that. Um, one, another thing that shocked me is the language in this movie. Uh, there's a scene with Jack and Grady in the bathrooms where they use the N word three times in a row. Uh, that was a little like shocking. What's, I guess. What's the N word? Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's Nan bread. <laughs> it's not, it's not surprising <laughs> because Kubrick's known for being a racist. Right. Plus, no, for it's, sure. it's the era too you know you gotta there's oh, like yeah, a time, sure. time capsule some of these movies yeah um and the last thing now of course i remembered that the this has one of the best scores i think ever uh you especially like the main theme song when he's driving up to the overlook at the beginning of the film but <laughs> right uh but something that i forgot about is in a lot of the scenes they use a heartbeat uh score and that really amplifies the tension of those scenes. And I think it's so brilliant because they're mimicking your own heartbeat and it just get, puts you more on edge. Mm -hmm. And the movie's just fantastic. I mean, yeah, I, there's not much to say, but those are the things that marked me, I guess, this time around. But I, I love watching it every few years and I'll keep doing it until I die. Yeah, I, the score, like you said, is amazing, especially like the, I'm not gonna be able to, like, Dun, 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 you know, like where he, yeah, yeah, if you know what I'm talking about. But I think um, was one of the most tragic deaths in my opinion in horror period is is when Dick gets killed. Yeah, because yeah. he is he's a he's just a fucking cool guy like all around. He yeah. he he's he's got it out for Danny. He wants to take care of him. Yeah, he freaking drives like and travels x amount of miles in the damn snow, off his vacation to go rescue his family, and then yeah. like the most anticlimactic way to go out <laughs> right. as a hero. But Dick, I was gonna I was gonna say this, but I knew Steve would fucking edit it, so I'm not gonna say it. Well, I guess I now I have to say it. <laughs> I, I love Dick. He's a great guy, <laughs> and I thought his his character is just amazing. It sucks, man. Like the first time you see that too, you're like, oh fuck. But yeah, I I think he was kind of done dirty. I think he deserved somewhat of maybe a hero's attempt anyway before he gets killed by Jack. But yeah, like you said, it's just so anticlimactic and but i mean it is shocking i guess uh but yeah i, I would have liked to have seen dick get some sort of uh of uh you know maybe at least a shot in on jack or something like that yeah go out fighting 
Yeah. But um, like in the book, he uh, Dick survives and rescues Wendy and all them, and he's in it like a, a big part. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll, we can... we'll hear. You know, there might be a different fate in the miniseries for Dick. True. Uh, I just want to say uh, one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life was to see The Shining uh, at Halloween Horror Nights because to live through those rooms because they did a really good recreation of those rooms uh, was just so amazing. And that's something I have to mention because, God, that whole set and the attention to detail is just so good. And, uh, yeah, The Shining is amazing. That's awesome. That sounds cool. The scene we're watching right now, you can actually see the rug they're selling. (laughs) Jack's Jack's chasing Wendy up the stairs. Yeah, I I think uh, I think Joe said it. um, A very quotable movie. Yeah. Like if I'm yeah for sure I'll mess I'll mess with my wife all the time when I'll do Jack's monologue and he's like, you see that you hear this? Tink 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 tink. Like don't leave me alone or something. He's like, I'm starting now, but getting the fuck out of here. (laughs) Um, But he's a it's man just. So good, man. Yeah. Love it. yeah. Like, like I was saying, like I, I'll mention a little bit too when we're doing the miniseries, but like, like the miniseries, like we'll, we'll get into it. But like this movie, like compared to the miniseries, like this movie just has so many more like iconic scenes and like it's just like there's so much more memorable, like the going around the corner with the Grady twins and just Jack talking to Lloyd at the bar and. I mean, it's just, it's just like, well, and that's like, what happens when there's more money, though. Like, well, yeah, 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 very, very true. But I, I don't know. I kind of put it on a lot on Kubrick's. Uh, I give Kubrick kind of all the credit too, you know. Well, um, yeah. You know, he changed King's story quite a bit, which is obviously the reason King probably did not like this adaptation as much. But uh, he, no, he didn't I, like I it because he wanted Wendy to be a strong female character and then Kubrick's just which kind of she is in the miniseries, which uh, yeah. I guess we can get into that. If, unless you're, well, I guess we can ratings. Yeah. One, one last thing I want to say, uh, when I saw Stephen King, when I went, when I met him, well, I didn't meet him, but I saw, I went to a show of his in October. He said specifically what he hated about it was Jack's uh, performance as Jack uh, Torrance. <laughs> he thought he looked crazy from the beginning, whereas Jack Torrance is somebody who is really a good person and eventually turns crazy. And right. if you watch this film, right at the beginning of the film, Jack Torrance is like staring them down as uh, Danny and Wendy are playing in the, you know, outside. So that that was his biggest issue with this film. Yeah. And it's weird that he would say that because King's also a father and, you know, you can be a good dad, but still get annoyed by your family. But he so. like hates them, Todd. Like, he already wants to kill them, I feel like, <laughs> even before he gets to the hotel. He definitely, like, does not seem like the loving... Uh, yeah. He just seems like that old-school, stern-type old father, yeah. for sure. So, I, I mean, I can kind of understand that. And I do kind, I do kind of understand uh, King's problem with Shelley Duvall in this, because she really is just such a weak character um, in this. Like, um, Jack, and I, no. She's not Jack. a weak character. I think that's how they want. I mean, she, Jack literally is just wearing. Like she's just her emotionally down. broken. Like yeah, like he's one. wearing like, yeah. her down, and that's like when you're in in when you're around someone like that, it's literally draining. Where you just want to give up, and you're like, just leave me alone, please. Right, but she's completely different in the miniseries. Oh yeah, like, which we get into. <laughs> Rate it. 
I mean, 10, 10 out of 10 for me. It's I'm one of the greatest horror movies ever made. I don't give many 10s out. It's a, it's a, it's a handful of horror movies, but, I mean, this one gets it. There's I have zero complaints. I can watch it over and over again, and I always enjoy the hell out of it. Is uh, Blair Witch a 10 for you, too? Pretty damn. You know, no. I'd, I'd probably give Blair a 9. 9. Uh, I, I can't. It's hard to give a perfect 10 to even my favorite movie, Dawn of the Dead, so I'm going to give this one a 9.75 out of 10, mm-hmm. which is a perfect score. I'm good with a 9.5. And I'm with Joe. Uh, I think this is one of the very, very rare 10 out of 10 movies. I just, it's almost as perfect as it can be for a horror film. Yeah, you can't fight City Hall. Just put the trap down the way he wants is what I do. Besides, every hotel's got rats. Feel like every hotel's got its scandals. Any ghosts? The Overlook is full of edges. Last winter, there was a grotesque tragedy. You've got a CB. And you want to make damn sure it's working good. Because that's your big out in an emergency. Everything bad that happened here is still here. I've had some bad dreams here myself. Now, don't scare the lady, Peter, okay? Well, Jack, maybe it's good to be scared sometimes. A little bit. said the overlook could have hurt us. He was wrong. Most folks who shine only shine a little. I can feel it coming off you like heat. TV series. Um, a recovering alcoholic must wrestle with demons within and without when he and his family move into a haunted hotel as caretakers. Same exact plot as The Shining. However, this one is um, very close to the book. Um, obviously, stars a different cast. We got Stephen Weber as John Torrance, Rebecca De Mornay, who's fucking hot, as Wendy. Um, and then we got Cortland Mead, which, uh, fun fact, my grandfather's name's Cortland. I never saw another Cortland before. Oh. As Danny, and directed by Mick Garris, who I despise as a horror <laughs> filmmaker. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I think this is more closer to your heart, Steve, so why don't you take over? Uh, yeah. Uh, first, huge shout-out to my father, 
who drove four hours just to bring me the DVD copy of this film because I didn't have it uh, to, to watch because it's I couldn't find it on demand anywhere. So thank you to him. Um, yeah, so I saw this close, maybe even at its original uh, air date on TV. My dad is a huge horror fan and especially a huge Stephen King fan. Uh, I remember watching almost all the miniseries with him when I was a kid. And uh, I thought then that it wasn't the greatest movie. So I was eager to kind of, you know, watch all fucking four and a half hours of this thing again. And I got to say, I don't think it's a bad film. I think there are a lot of good elements. I think the biggest problem with this film is the immense shadow that Kubrick's film kind of casts over it. Uh, One thing especially that was notable to me is it's missing that amazing score. And that really like amplifies Kubrick shining where in this one, it's sorely lacking. And that really hurt this film. Um, Like you guys said as well, there aren't as many memorable scenes. I mean, there's four and a half hours of movie and I could barely remember more than three or four parts of it. uh, If I'm like thinking about it really quick. Um, There's no Grady twins, for example, there's no really insane uh, bear mask guy. Um, there's no, you know, really good dealings with Lloyd. I thought the guy who played Lloyd, the bartender wasn't as memorable. So there's a lot of things missing. Uh, I think the croquet mallet, even though it's accurate to the book, isn't as effective as the ax that Jack does. And even in that scene, I can't help but think he's kind of half doing an imitation of Jack, uh, Jack Nicholson's performance. I think the only thing that they really nailed in this one is the woman in 217, because it's room 217 in this film, as in the novel. I think the makeup was really good. I think she's creepy as hell. Mm -hmm. But overall, it's good, but it's definitely lacking, uh, especially compared to the original. We don't get a crazy bear mask, but we do get a crazy wolf mask. Oh, we do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We we practically (laughs) get peach fuzz in this movie. Yeah, it is like, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll go. Um, so I'm with Steve. Like, I remember watching this around when it came out. And when we talked about reviewing it, I was excited because I remember not hating it. I liked it. I thought um, the guy who does Jack, I thought he did such a great job on acting because it shows where he is like such a loving, warm family guy. And then you kind of see him spiral out of control. Um, so I really liked that and I agree with Steve like I wish that they would have added some kind of music um, because it was just I don't know when you watch it all we broke it up where we watched it like as a episode kind of thing Um, my complaint is it's just too long like I feel like it could have obviously been way shorter but it probably could have been two parts instead of three yeah I don't know why it was so long Um, the kid Steve, I feel like that kid could be your son. <laughs> Why? I don't know. He looks like like he could be your little son. <laughs> they like look alike. I don't know what it is. I when I watched it, I was like, oh my gosh! I was like, Steve's a dad. But well, I thanks for outing me, Sam. What? <laughs> thanks for outing me on the podcast, Sam. <laughs> Did you have him when you were like fifteen? Yeah, um, <laughs> and then I also liked that Wendy was a little bit stronger, I guess. I don't know. But I was just yelling at the TV most of the time because I was done with Jack's bullshit. 
yeah, so I did watch this when I was, like, younger. I was probably, like, 11 or 12. So, I, I mean, I had, like, z- almost zero memory of this um, revisiting it. I remember, like, thinking it was terrible at the time. And I kind of remember just, like, over time just people saying it was like awful and just really bad and stuff. So my expectations were just like extremely low going into this one. And I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised. I actually enjoyed this one um, quite a bit. I mean, let's be, let's be real here. It's not, you know, Kubrick's The Shining. I mean, that movie's a masterpiece, but for a miniseries, it's really not bad at all. Um, It's actually pretty well done. Um, I like that they didn't, try to like mimic obviously the movie i mean there's really not much similar i mean obviously there's similarities because it's the same type of story but there's a lot different here too um i really did like stephen weber's performances jack um they really uh delved into the alcoholism in this one a lot more than they did with the original and also jack's abuse of danny which is kind of glossed over in the movie um whereas this one it's a lot more uh prevalent so um i thought that was a, a definitely a more interesting take on it and uh no one mentioned yet but uh i really enjoyed dick in this i thought the guy who played uh dick halloran was great like mm-hmm. uh obviously no scatman carruthers but he was one of the highlights of the mini uh, i would say jack and uh dick are the two definite highlights of the miniseries um best acted uh Danny is, without a doubt, the worst part of this miniseries, though. Um, He's just way too talkative in this one and just, like, frankly, just downright almost annoying um, at times. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's in three parts. I will say I was never really bored, though, in those four and a half hours. Like, it always held my attention. And people might think I'm crazy for saying this, but we just did uh, Salem's Lot recently. And that was only like three hours and I was bored like half the time watching that one. So I'm thinking right now, the Shining miniseries is better than Salem's Lot, which I know a lot of people think Salem's Lot's an absolute classic, but I'm, I'm taking the Shining over it uh, for sure. <laughs> oh, um, the, the only part I remember watching from a kid as when I was a kid was when um, Jack's walking around with the mallet and he forgets to. Um, bleed the boiler so you know explodes um so this is rel- relatively new watch for me ah uh, man i i just can't get past danny i, th- I think he's so yeah. unbearable that it ruins it for me to be honest with you um i really like uh mr ullman though like he tears jack a new asshole he does and it's i, I couldn't get i thought the actor was, was i didn't like the way he played it though he was like too robotic well, yeah. he's like a dickhead director, and yeah. it's it's the same guy from H2O, right? Her love interest. No, that's not it's, the same guy. I, I can't picture his face right so. now, but you might be right. Am I thinking? Of, um, oh wait, no, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, now I'm gonna Google it. Google it, because now I'm thinking. <laughs> I think it's the guy from Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> I'm googling it. Yeah, he's also yeah. Chop, Chopper John and Mash. Come on. Yeah. Okay, God. <laughs> oh, I'm watching Scatman. He's looking at his nudie pictures on the wall right now. <laughs> um, but and yeah, it's thirsty since they're they're appropriately aged women. He just yeah, yeah he's a, he's a single man, you know. He's not hurting nobody. No, he's allowed. Yeah, it's his bachelor pad. He's <laughs> he's chilling in his boob room. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but I, I, I mirror everything you guys said, good and bad. Uh, I think Stephen Weber is a really good Jack Torrance. I mean, he's no Jack Nicholson, but he plays him. I mean, he plays him differently. It's just they're, they're two different movies for me to compare, honestly. Um, uh, I am... As for the book, I'm not really a huge fan of the book. I think the sequel's better. Um, I did, there's a lot in the book that I just, it's just boring to me, like the whole hedge mazing, or the hedge, um, like the lion hedges, um, that stuff, and then like the hornets and things like that. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I don't like the miniseries, and the book is just average in my opinion. Um, so 1980s, Kubrick's version, by far, every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, I like it, in the in the uh, miniseries, Dick does survive. Like I guess he does in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he he survives. He kind of you know helps save Wendy and Danny. He's oh my gosh, and I like was losing it when he goes to Danny's graduation. Yeah, I at was the very like, end. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, the movie ends with you know Danny grown up graduating high school, and Dick attends the graduation with Wendy, and yeah. then uh, Danny sees uh, Jack at the end, and it's a, actually a pretty emotional ending. Yeah, like where you know Jack says like I'm proud of you, Doc, and gives him uh, a kiss, yeah. and he says that's what I've been missing. Yeah, which is kind of actually I thought that was kind of a nice ending, whereas like in the movie version, obviously it's just it's kind of abrupt. Um, and you don't get the resolution between Danny and his dad, whereas this one you get a little bit of resolution. You kind of feel the love that you know a father and the father and son had together. Um, with the, I mean, what, I mean, what do you guys think of the movie ending? Obviously, it's very ambiguous. You see Jack in the the picture at the end. So, do you think he was absorbed like into yeah. the hotel? I mean, is that like what they're saying? That's what I thought. Yeah, I think the hotel just always needs a victim, and this time it was Jack, and he's always going to be with the hotel now. Yep. Um, but we do get we do get resolution if you count the sequel towards it. Yeah, if you if you count Doctor Sleep, yeah, there is that. Um, but yeah. But um, I don't remember that. What, what did you guys? Steve, does he go to the graduation at the end? I believe so. Yeah, I believe does so. He? I remember. Yeah. I remember ending at like a lake where she's in like a back cast and he's just talking to her, but could be mistaken uh what'd you guys think of him uh when he's talking to tony it's him as a older person yeah that was kind of weird I did, I did not like that at all well i wasn't Honestly. sure because i had asked joe i said well, who is that and joe's like i have no idea because i didn't right I, that, that I, was him until the I, end. yeah i didn't realize it was his older self is tony, that like a yeah. thing in the book too where he, it's his future uh, self i don't that think I don't it was remember. i don't think it was yeah, I wasn't a fan of that, honestly. Um, it did kind of make a little it more sense, sense at the though, end, yeah. though. Yeah, it does make sense at the end that it's, like, his future self warning him. Um, but, like, throughout the movie, I wasn't a fan of, like, Tony was, being, like, a floating guy. Yeah. And uh, interestingly yeah. enough, the, the woman in Room 237 is played by Mick Garris' wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I thought, I, Steve, I thought that was uh, an effective scene. It was creepy. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was really creepy. Uh, did you guys also, I know Joe did, but notice all the director cameos in this movie? That's right, You yes. had uh, Sam Raimi, uh, who's the one who gives him the snowcat. You had Frank Darabont, who's in the um, the ballroom scene. And, of course, Stephen King, who plays the leader of the band. Mm-hmm. So, interesting yeah. little cameos little there. cameos. And also, what we did mention in the miniseries is there's no uh, hedge maze in this one. <laughs> Instead, we have animal uh, hedges with... Some of the worst CGI ever. <laughs> I think, but it was like 1997, so I mean, yeah, I, you know, 
it is to be expected, but it was just kind of ter- pretty terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this one was actually filmed at the actual Stanley Hotel. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about the book, Steve? Is it high up on your list of kings? Uh, not one of my favorites, no. Okay. Why? 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 Uh, too descriptive. It's it's one of my issues with his writing. Mm-hmm. Is the way he describes things sometimes is a little annoying. Uh, and then in, in that particular book, because you know, not not a lot happens, and you kind of see that in the movie as well. It's a lot of him kind of pondering, and so it's a lot about his thoughts, and that just it doesn't make for a very interesting book. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, that's my main problem with King as well, um, especially in in, uh, in it. It's just way too much shit. That could have cut that into like a you know 300 page book instead of 650 or whatever it is, but right. Yeah, Kubrick's version out of the book and miniseries is superior, I think. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I, I think, honestly, a bit of an underrated miniseries, if I'm being honest. I, I, I think uh, it's a lot better than people remember, and uh, I would recommend people revisit it. I, I agree. I think the only reason for that is because people only think of the movie. And had it not had a movie before, people would remember this as fondly as other of his miniseries, like maybe The Stand or Langoliers, something like that. But yeah, because Langoliers is good. I like Langoliers. The effects are absolute garbage. Whew, but the, terrible. <laughs> yeah, but, but the movie itself is actually pretty good. Yeah, I was I was uh, I had looked up the miniseries a little bit and uh, I had actually I think I was talking to Steve about this, but TV Guide when it first came out, actually gave it a 10 out of 10 <laughs> on the miniseries. And it was nominated for uh, Best Miniseries. It got it, it had an Emmy nomination, and it also won, I think, Best Makeup uh, Emmy, too. Yeah, so. it, won, it won two at, at daytime Emmys. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. <laughs> I mean, 10 out of 10, a little crazy. But. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hate. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's just not, there's, like Steve said, uh, too, there's just not a lot of iconic scenes in this one. I mean, the Room 237 is the one that really jumps out at me as being a memorable scene in this one. But you, you just don't get the iconic stuff that you do in uh, the Kubrick version, which I was looking for them a lot of the times. I'm like, when is, like, is this going to happen? Hey, where, where are the Grady twins? Come on. Yeah, right, exactly. I was like, where's the Grady twins? I was like, oh, is he not going to talk to Lloyd? Um, which we do get, and I agree, right. like, oh, Lloyd is just not very good in this one. Um, and just, like, the whole mob connection's really weird, too. I don't, is that in the book? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Too. I wasn't a fan of that, either. Oh, you don't appreciate the mob? I don't, it, I don't, I, I do love mob stuff, but just, it just didn't seem, it seemed just kind of weird in this one. Fake mobster. <laughs> so, um, miniseries or TV version, Jack Torrance? Movie? Uh, you mean oh, uh, movie, you, yeah. movie or TV or miniseries? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Movie. yeah, I mean, I guess movie for sure. It by, like, just uh, personal preference. I mean, so like I, I can see both. Like obviously, like Jack's performance is top notch and yeah. unforgettable. So I gotta go with that. But I, I do like how he's portrayed more of a as a loving father in the miniseries, and uh, you kind of see his uh breakdown i guess like a little more where he's not like looking as crazy like uh king's complaint was but yeah it just depends what you like i mean jack jack's performance is really good in the movie but i don't like that he's like so hateful already like release your wife 
waste your time so they can go enjoy a happy life without you. you yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, but uh, Stephen Weber's Jack too was not a good guy. I mean, he was trying to clean his life up, but I mean, he broke Danny's arm. I mean, and yeah, he was pretty up. abusive too. Yeah. Although the kid deserved it. <laughs> not, not Danny, the kid that slashed his tires. Like, come on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. You don't slash a guy's tires, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, another complaint about the miniseries is uh, there's not like as many ghosts. Like you don't see the ghosts as much. Um, mm-hmm. You don't get like those per like the one-on-one encounters with the ghosts that you get a lot of uh, in the movie, which I really uh, enjoyed. What about Wendy? What version? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go miniseries version. Honestly, I thought she was a a better, more uh, complete character in the miniseries version than uh, she was in the movie. She definitely wasn't helpless the whole time, but I still go with uh, movie version. I, I, I think Duvall was a better performance, but I yeah. like the character more in the TV series. Yeah, agreed. And uh, Danny? Oh, easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, like Cortland? Well, I, I thought it was funny because he, when he's in the back of the car, he's like, what does that sign say? And she's like reading to him. I'm like, he looks like a 12-year-old, and then they're talking about daycare, <laughs> and I'm like, how old is he supposed to be? Like, he looks... Mommy! That kind of threw me off. Yeah, I mean, he's the worst part of the yeah, miniseries. Yeah, <laughs> rascal. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just love how, like, mysterious Danny is in the movie. Like, uh, I do, yeah. too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Less is more. Especially yeah. back in the day when kid actors sucked. Yeah. Now they're all freaking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dick? Yeah, I mean, you gotta, go gotta go Scatman, but I really did yeah. enjoy uh, miniseries Dick as well. Yeah. What about my boy Ullman? <laughs> yeah. Original. I fucking, I did not like him in the miniseries. He's a fucking cocksucker in the miniseries, but I loved him. He is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one. Do we yeah. like Hedge Maze or Hedge Pets? Oh, God, Maze. <laughs> That's just... <laughs> I mean, there's another iconic scene, just Jack chasing Danny through the hedge maze. I mean, well, they say that that's why Stanley chose the hedge because, like, the special just, yeah. effects weren't there. Par, yeah, right? and they yeah. still weren't there in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I mean, he made the right choice, no yeah. doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see, anything else that we can compare here? Lloyd's, uh, I mean, obviously, movie oh, Lloyd, yeah. no doubt about it. <laughs> what, what about Room 237 or 217? Because I thought it was really strong in the miniseries. Which one do you guys prefer? Just the old version, not the... Uh, obviously, the naked young girl is a lot better, but uh, <laughs> what do you think about the makeup? Because they are a little bit different. So I'm with Todd talking about how less is more. more and in the movie, she's more just kind of like... Uh, looks just like a kind of like an old lady but like witchy kind of like with the blotches and stuff whereas yeah. in the miniseries she's more like uh you know makeup he- heavy good, makeup though, and, but yeah. yeah no it's it, they both look good but uh yeah i gotta give it to the movie version yeah it's just a gross scene where it he's got her his hand and like her goop on like her back it's just mm-hmm. gross yeah i don't know i i, I think if you'd show me both when I was a kid, I would have been more scared by the miniseries one, and I really like that makeup. It gives more of a uh, like drowned yeah. look as opposed to kind of a sick look that yeah. uh, the movie had. So I, I would almost go miniseries with this one. Okay. Um, I think someone mentioned that that if Kubrick's didn't exist, they would find the TV show better. I, I don't know if I would 
agree with that. Just from my point of view, I I just don't think the series is strong enough to to carry it. It's yeah, honestly forgettable, I, and I know a lot of you guys said like you can't even remember any key scenes in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting. Like if the movie didn't exist and I wasn't comparing it, I, I you know I may have enjoyed it more mm-hmm. than even more than I did, and I enjoyed it like you know I just took it kind of for its own thing. Um, yeah. And uh, I tried at my best not to compare it. And uh, yeah, and like I said, I mean, in four, four and a half miniseries, I was never bored. And that's saying a lot. <laughs> Were you bored, Sam? Um, I was only bored just when, like, Wendy kept giving Jack a second chance. That's all. <laughs> I was like, not again, Jack. Yeah. Tired of you. There's one really long scene between Jack and Wendy that's like almost like over ten minutes ten long, minutes, yeah. um, where they're like talking, um, which was a little over long. But other than I read that, that that rarely happens just yeah. because it's so expensive to mm. do a scene like that. Right. Yeah, and like, oh man, we're watching the movie right now, and just the blood pouring out of the elevators in the movie. Oh man, like, yeah, I mean, God. Like, not, just nothing. Like, there's not one scene like that in the miniseries, like, that you can go to. Like, like the, the 237 scene, but, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rate it? Uh, um, I mean, so I'm going to put this kind of on a different scale because it is a miniseries. So I, I got to give it a little more slack. Um, it being a miniseries, obviously not having the budget and stuff. Like I said, I, I really think it's underrated. I, I think it's a really solid adaptation of The Shining, and uh, I'm going to give it a 7. I'm going to do a 7.2. Mm. I'm going to drop a 5 on it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm also at a 7. I think uh, it, 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 was, it, was not, it was pretty good. Like, for a miniseries, I, I enjoyed it. Except for Cortland. I, I, I'm shocked. I, I, I gotta say, I was shocked too. I never thought I was, you know, it, if you had asked me to rate the mini series just based on memory, I probably would have given it like a four, you know? Right. So this this was a huge, uh, this was a pretty big surprise for me. Um, and I would, honestly, I would watch it again down the road. So. So where would you guys rank Shining, Dr. Sleep, Shining 90, 1997, and the book for the book readers? Wait, what? I mean, I, three I, options? Yeah, I mean, I'd go Shining, Shining then Doctor, Doctor Sleep, Sleep, then the miniseries. Yeah. Okay. yeah, me too, and the book at the end. Book at the end? Uh, well, yeah. all right then, that wasn't really a good poll. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I didn't hate it, but the kid, I, I just couldn't get through it with him. Yeah. Just it, 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 Bad acting with kids will instantly get me out of it, and it'd be hard to get me back in. Mm-hmm. You didn't like his feud with the uh, like the hose? That was so riveting. This <laughs> <laughs> kid. I read his career and I'm like, what is this guy doing? He did like a hundred something episodes of a TV show. I'm like, damn. Hey, I mean, he, he was floundering in The Little Mermaid. Post. No way, was he? Uh, only after the movie. So as of Little huh. Mermaid two and like oh. all the little flounder appearances <laughs> after. Yeah, not in the original movies. Though. Making that money, though. Do you think he still has a voice like that, I wonder? <laughs> I bet we could have got him on the show. Like, now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? Steven Weber does cons, too, and I think I would meet him now after seeing the right. movies. I'd probably meet him and have something signed, like a Jack thing signed. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget he was in The, the Perfection, too. That's yeah. right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Gets his legs like chopped that. off. 
13 Reasons, which the new season just got put on Netflix. All right. And he's also in Wings, the great show. <laughs> I never watched Wings. What? Yeah. I remember it would come on like after like wrestling though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think. Hold on. I think we need to mention that we watched The Shining. What? Because it's 40th anniversary, right? Oh, that's right. It's a 40th anniversary of the wide re- of the wide release. So you'll see a lot of people celebrate it last month in May. Uh, that was the premiere, but we decided to be different and go after the wide release because that's when people really saw it. Like fuck the premiere. It's true. Very this true. was when it really came out. Fuck festivals. Yeah. So I think it's June 13th, <laughs> uh, which is what where we the eleven like days from now. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. If you guys get the chance to see it in the theater, I saw it last year for the 4K release, man. It's fucking awesome. I believe it. Yeah, yeah it's, that's definitely With one. With the sound system yeah. and all that. Oof. Uh, Oof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> giving me goosebumps. <laughs> this might have been Mick Garris' best thing, Todd, he ever did, though. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I like to stand, so... I think okay. I gotta watch that one again, man. It's been so freaking long. Even if I've... I don't even know if I've seen the entire thing, to be honest. Yeah, I, I love it. I've never seen it. Period. So I just remember that one wrestler or basketball player that Steve answered last time I asked this question. <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Bring out your dad. <laughs> There's a lot acting. of actors in that movie that weren't really popular at the time, but became popular. So it's interesting to see. Oh, you got Gary Sinise. You have Rob Lowe. You have uh, well, Stephen King plays in it. Uh, you have the guy who plays Patrick in SpongeBob, uh, who's also in in Coach. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, there's a bunch. You'll, you'll you'll see them and you'll be like, oh, I recognize that person. I recognize that person. Yeah. I didn't know the guy played Patrick was like an actor actor. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, I guess uh, Horse Squad approved for <laughs> both. Both of them, kind yeah. of. Yeah. And then read the book if you want to have some more contrast between everything. But it's a it's a doozy. Yes, sir. <laughs> Steve, did you read the sequel? Doctor Sleep, yeah. Did you like it better? Oh uh, yeah. Alright, cool. yeah, yeah. And the end up movie. I mean, that was my favorite movie of twenty nineteen, so yeah. both both great. Sequel's so good. The the book wise. The book, yeah. Jack Way helps better. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jack helps him at the end, it's so good. Yeah. A little anticlimactic ending like usual, but still. <laughs> All right. Um Oh, a uh, reminder for the competition for my box of goodies. Got a bunch of movies, a James Wan sign thing, um, horror comics, stuff like that. You just got to leave us a review. iTunes, Spotify, whatever you can find, that's fine. Just let us know, too, so we can make sure we we don't miss it. And you have till July 1st. The winner will get a box of stuff sent to him. And if it's international, that's fine, too. Winner, winner, box full of horror dinner. stuff. stuff. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 Keep on shining.
Here's Johnny. 